This one is about religion and spirituality. So I should we should try to keep the language carry uh, clean. <laughs> Hello and welcome back, or welcome to Podnobbing, a podcast about podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, Josh, and uh, there's another host. Right here, I'm Carrie. And uh, we are your uh, Podnobbers. We are professional podcast listeners to listener of, listen toers. We listen mm. to a lot of damn podcasts. Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't swear in this episode because episode 13, this one that you're listening to right now, this one is about religion and spirituality, so I should we should try to keep the language carry uh, clean. <laughs> we don't want to mark this one explicit. Right, no, not for religion <laughs> and spirituality. All right, we're going to get to our recommended picks for this genre, but first, we have some important podnobbing news. Take it away, Carrie. This uh, edition of Podnobbing News is being recorded on October 7th oh. from Pod News. Spark Christian Podcast Conference is set in motion and a date has been announced, February 2020. According to the folks behind Spark, Christianity is one of the most popular and fastest growing podcast categories, but happens to be the least represented at mainstream conferences. The purpose of the conference is to create more Christian podcasts via networking, educating potential podcasters about equipment and monetization opportunities. Also from Pod News, two podcast documentaries have been released since our last episode. The Messengers, a podcast documentary, was actually released in 2017, but is now available for free on YouTube. And then One Voice, One Mic, a short documentary about podcasting from Ben Gummery. I've mentioned this one before. It's officially been released, and it is available on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, what is a documentary about podcasts? It is about the rise of podcasts oh. and podcasting as a medium. Okay. Apple Podcasts is cleaning house. They are removing podcasts from their directory with technical problems, any that violate rules or manipulate charts. So far, they have removed 23,400 and 60 podcasts. So that's like 0.00001% of all the podcasts that are on there. <laughs> of the 750,000? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. From Hot Pod, Spotify has released a feature that lets users build playlists of podcasts or add podcasts to existing playlists for a mixed media experience. Also continuing to work on that podcast discoverability problem that everyone's talking about. There's a solution to that problem, you know. Yeah, it's us. Podnobbing. And lastly, if you're looking for an easy listen that will give you your dog fix, I'm pretty excited about this, folks. Check out Who's a Good Boy? You're a Good Boy. Oh. The Top Dog Podcast. The podcast about amazing people who do amazing things for dogs. I was kind of hoping it would just be dog noises, like dog barking. And that's it for this week's <laughs> Pod Nobbing News. <laughs> okay, well, we're back. All right. Thank you to our Pod Nobbing reporter, Carrie, who scours the internet for all the latest in Pod Nobbing News and brings it to you. Mm -hmm. So, this week, religion and spirituality. Carrie, uh, mm -hmm. are you a religious person? I'm pretty sure that neither of us should in any way, shape, or form be talking about this, as no. we don't qualify as experts in any no. way, shape, or form. <laughs> I am a heathen in almost every religion. <laughs> you know what, though? I have to say that the podcast that we picked, I I actually really loved them. There was one in particular that you chose that I, I think is spectacular that I was going to listen to one episode just to check it out. And I couldn't, I listened to several because it was so great. Mm -hmm. 
And then the one I picked, you know, it actually has made me misty-eyed a few times. It it, it really... It moved you. Yes, a lot of it these podcasts and, and religion in general can move people. Move your Move heart. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have... Well, I was, I was born and raised uh, with religion. I baptized. Same. Confirmed. Yep. Uh, we both went to a Catholic high school. And that is... The extent of my, actually, it was I believe it was because of my uh, religious uh, high school that I became non-religious. Uh, <laughs> pretty certain that that's where that came from. Hey, Josh. Yeah. What was your confirmation name? Uh, I believe it was Victor after my grandfather, who I never knew. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gotcha. I think. I don't remember. <laughs> it's what God is going to call you when you get up there. So really? you better freaking remember what it is. <laughs> He's just going to be calling me. I'm not going to answer. I'm just going to be like looking off, doing something else. They'll be like, yeah, you missed it. He called your name. They'll be like, God damn it. I mean, damn it. Damn it. I keep swearing. But back of the line, Josh. Once again, back of the line. <laughs> yeah. So, um,. Uh, are you consider yourself a, a spiritual person? One of the episodes of your podcast had a whole conversation about this, um, and it was fascinating. And uh, I think I, I mean, I, I used to for a long time call myself an agnostic. Um, That's when and you now, believe that there's a God, but don't necessarily think about religion as a entity. Yeah, that that's one. I mean, that certainly is one definition of it. Um, I mean, one of one of the conversations in that episode was about like there are many kinds of agnostics, right? Which I hadn't really thought about. Um, and in terms of being agnostic, a, you know, a friend I grew up with who was a you know devout atheist, mm-hmm. she was disgusted by it because she was like, "How could you believe that there's the possibility of something?" Because my understanding of agnostic was simply acknowledging there is a possibility of something, sure, but okay. I don't subscribe to any religion. I don't practice my life by any religious rules or, you know, structure. But I can't tell you that it's not there, and I can't tell you that it is. And so I feel like to call myself an atheist, I would have to feel confident that I know that there's nothing out there, but I don't know if there's anything out there, and I don't struggle with this deep-seated curiosity about whether or not there is. No, we'll find out eventually. Yeah, we're going to get there soon. We're all going to plot, and we're all going to find out what's out there, what happens. Or we don't, and it's just a black nothingness. So either way, we'll find out the true answer. Or what if, though, what if it's like whatever you believe is what happens, and that now you just, you know, atheists are just, you know, they're just in the ground or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but if they had just thought of maybe it's possible, then you leave the options open. So when you die, you can maybe pick and choose. I mean, your theory almost kind of sounds like the concept that um, uh, what is that uh, part of the Bible? It's not the apocalypse, but basically the end of the Revelations. world. Revelations. So, you know, some people believe that revelations, that the non-believers will be stuck on Earth, which is like going to be hell. You mean they'll basically. be left and then, behind? Correct. Left behind. And yet the believers will ascend by your, you know, uh, possibility that maybe what we believe is what happens to us. Maybe there's some truth in that. <laughs> like yeah. those of us that don't believe, we just we stay in our graves. Or if you're middling <laughs> and you're not sure, you sort of raise up like halfway. You go up like a couple stories in the air. <laughs> and after you're just like, come on, come on, guys. Come on. All right, we should really move on to our podcast. Okay, so let's get in. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll start with your. You have one pick for religion and spirituality. Carrie, what what is your what is your choice? What is your recommendation for the peoples? So I stumbled on a podcast called Born Again Again. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. Born Again Again uh, is a collection of thoughts and stories 
from Katie and Joe Bauer. Uh, these two people, this couple lives in New York City now, and they grew up in a devout Christian family. Sunday school, you know, that that isolated Christian education, right? They were really, really um, padded in their community, which a lot of faiths do. And around 22, 23 years old, both of them are musicians, and they were in their church's uh, choir, basically, or band. And Katie was singing and and she was talking about, you know, how music in her church was always, that's always when she felt the spirit of God the strongest, right? She felt completely infused with God. And she said one day she was singing and she was feeling this overwhelming power of God in her body. And she paused and she asked herself if she thought it was possible to feel that even if there was no God. Hmm. And that began <laughs> the journey that has since led to both of them leaving the church and, you know, subsequently later in the podcast, returning not to the church, but attending church again as kind of part of their process, it, having a completely different experience in church now and mass now and and being able to look at it from a very different perspective. How are we all reading the same book, the Bible, yet we're all interpreting it in so many different ways? Like, isn't isn't God powerful enough to not confuse the heck out of us? You know what I mean? Like, why are we so divided as Christians yeah. on this? And it really and it really like scared me. Like, how do I know I'm in the right denomination? You could be making a mistake. You could be in the wrong church. Like well, the, you could not be following God the right way. Yeah. You know? Well, and the problem is that a lot of the other denominations believe that we were making a mistake and believe yeah. that we were following God the wrong way. And it's again, it's just like another area of confusion. Mm -hmm. Um, and another red flag that kind of just left us feeling uneasy that there was no real good answer to. There are they are religious people still and they still go to church no so they left the church at about 24 and they did not return at all for four years and then they tried going back to some masses to see it was sort of part of their therapy the podcast what was so surprising to me about the podcast you know i could i could of course as a non-religious person argue that this podcast fulfills my you know, ideas and my, my, I guess you can call them beliefs. So therefore I like it, but that hasn't been my experience with the podcast at all. My experience with the podcast and listening to them tell their stories and listening to them really analyze their experiences has allowed me to feel an incredible amount of empathy for people who hold on to religion so tightly. I grew up in, you know, the Catholic Church, right? I mean, like we said, like we were both, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I remember my first communion, like I remember all of these things. And I don't know what it was that I never quite, I don't know how else to say this, but bought in. Like at no point during my young life did I feel strongly that God existed that the Christian faith made sense to me, that the rules that were sort of, you know, written down and implied that they made sense to me. It, it, it never felt, it never felt right. And I remember having doubts from like being an itty bitty kid and having real doubts and raising a brow at my religion teachers and, and arguing with them. Now, I can only imagine that some of that had something to do with something that was going on in my home, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I haven't put it all together where I can tell you why I had a lack of faith from the time I was a little kid. I'm sure plenty of people would be like, eh, you probably have a little bit of the devil in you. But, you know, listening to them talk about their experience, they were completely, I mean, this was their life. Their parents raised them with this deep, deep faith, you know, being a part of their community was being a part of the church and nothing else. You go from a position of 
having everything in your life figured out and all the answers sorted out and like a direction and purpose sorted out. And when you fall away from the faith or you leave the faith, choose to, um, that is just gone in an instant. And so you get, I feel like you get so slapped or I got so slapped with like the big existential question that like, who am I first of all? And what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And now for the first time in my entire life, because I came to be a Christian when I was like eight and I definitely didn't think about these things before that point. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in my life, I'm faced with like the human questions. Mm -hmm. Who are you and what are you doing? And I didn't have an answer for that. And so they have episodes about indoctrination. They have episodes about completely losing their identity. They have episodes about going through tremendous anxiety, thinking like, what if there is nothing after life? What if this is it? They seem just like very kind people. I don't disagree at all. They seem very kind and very open. Occasionally they'll say things where I, it's like you can almost still hear the shelter, like that they were sheltered for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like the episode where they talk about losing their identity is the one where it, like my heart kind of broke a little bit. <laughs> because while I don't know what it is to lose your identity because you're, because you're questioning your faith, I do know what it is to think you are someone. And then you realize that that, that thing that you thought defined you is in fact not at all really who you are. And then that process of losing that in, in the emptiness that, that ensues and that feeling of like, I am, I, I'm like, who am I if, if I don't have this thing? I do understand that. I wonder if, um, if, if the fact that people are raised and born into religions mm -hmm. uh, is an issue for religion in general, in that hmm. you're just this, you're like kind of, it's, it is forced upon you from because you're a child you have no real choices it's forced upon you by your families for the most part i'm sure there's right. some weirdo kids that choose to go to some church that their family doesn't even belong to i'm sure that's yeah. i'm sure that's happened but generally uh you know it is what you you're given this path whether mm -hmm. whatever religion it is uh, mm -hmm. and you naturally go through this rebellious phase as a young adult where you start to question your parents, you start to question the authority figures in your life, and you would naturally start to question this thing that was forced upon you that other people don't believe in. And you get to, you know, your your horizons broaden, you meet different people from different backgrounds and different religious cultures, and you see that this isn't how everybody lives, and you naturally start to question that. I know that's what happened with me. Like, I, you know, once I got into high school, I there was a rebellion in this is what you should believe in. And I wonder if, mm -hmm. if religion was more of a choice that you make as a young adult, like let's say in your twenties, you know what I mean? Where you're uh, there, there was never a path chosen for you, but you can see the benefits and um the positives and the negatives from all these different religions and sort of choose the one that works best for you and how I wonder if that would make uh, people losing their religion less frequent. I mean, I think you're touching on something that she talks about or that they talk about in one of the episodes where they have an episode about going through phases during this process, this four year process of first resenting their parents, right? Resenting their parents because they feel like you brainwashed us and you didn't tell us there was anything else out there. And another thing they talk about is like the trauma of believing, of always being afraid of hell. Like growing up a kid, like afraid, like, oh no, you know, I did this, I'm going to go to hell. Or everyone who's not the same faith as me is going to hell. And like the tra they talk about, you know, the trauma of that, which I've never, ever thought about, even though that I was raised with the same thing, but I've never thought about it. Um, so she talked about that. And then, of course, she said later she was able to, you know, get over the feeling of resentment because she knew her parents did what they did because they loved her. Right, and they were, they were trying. Right. They were they loved her. So, of course, this is but why at the they same the time you that see made. that it's a crux, you know, like they it, it's easier for a parent to either uh, instill fear of hell into your child mm -hmm. to do good mm -hmm. things or whatever. Sure. Uh, and it's like also easier to show, you know 
you know, if a tragedy happens or somebody dies or even if it's just like a right. pet that dies or something like that, mm-hmm. now it's now it's the other side. Now it's, be, you know, God is there. They're going to heaven. Everything's going to be okay. So it's like it's easier to to use God and the devil um, instead of talking to your kids about about, <laughs> about like life and death and just things that yeah. happen. It, it's, it's, it's easier. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the conclusion that she came to in that particular episode was not that she blames or begrudges parents from raising their children with religion, but she simply wishes that they would acknowledge choices and that they would inform their children that there are choices and that there are other faiths. And it doesn't necessarily mean that anyone outside of your faith is a bad person. And I thought that was, I mean, again, these, these two people are 28 years old and I know that's not being a child, you know, but like they're very young and they've really put so much time and energy into thinking about this. I don't know what they do or how they have the time or energy to do it, but I mean, it's a big part of their lives is this going through this therapeutic healing process. But I mean, she basically said the same thing, you know, that, that children should understand that there is choice. And she did talk about the episode about indoctrination wasn't a very flattering one in terms of religion because of course they've devoted a lot of their time into study to studying psychology which I wonder if either of them are psychologists I don't know anyway they've devoted a lot of their time to studying psychology and neuroscience um, and the neuroscience they, they all both say we are not experts but they've just read a lot of different books and so one of the things that they talk about in the indoctrination episode is how important it is to put children in, put, to put children in those situations because you have a better chance, you actually have a better chance of them not questioning it. And their whole lives, they're more likely during their formative years, if they're indoctrinated early, they are more likely to always carry a thought of of the faith with them, even if they leave the faith. I see that. Okay. Yeah. They also had an episode that was all about brainwaves. And where they examined the influence of music and why music is so important in mass and in church and in worship. And they actually examined like the architecture of worship and gospel music from the perspective of when you go into um, like theta waves and when you're between delta and theta waves and when you're at your most suggestible. I thought that episode was pretty, really interesting. You just lost <laughs> I me. Never... Theta waves? <laughs> like... Yeah, like, you know, our brain, we have different brain waves, right? We have delta, we have theta, we have alpha. And they were talking about, you know, how music influences brain waves and and how music, like worship music does tend to have a very specific construct. Mm -hmm. um, And a big part of that, and like the worship music always leads up to the charitable donation portion of Mass, right? So, like creating not just suggestibility, not not just creating suggestibility with the music, but also creating that like that infused feeling of being high. You know how music can just make you feel completely high, and so right, and then so you get them to euphoria, you get them to, and then you and then you pass around the plate, and um, so yeah, so they talk about so many interesting subjects and the way the way they talk about it is with such compassion it's compassion for the faith it's compassion for the people who practice the faith you of course hear moments where they get irritable and angry because they're human beings but they they helped they helped me better understand people of really strong faith because i have never I have never experienced that. Now, from one of your podcasts, I learned that maybe to a small degree, I have experienced that. I learned about like humani- uh, humanism. Is that what the, the practice is called? I think they had one of your podcasts had an episode about all these different like modern faiths. Yeah. And they had one about, you know, humani- humanitarian church and social justice warriorism. And like when they were talking about that, I was like, oh, God, like maybe I have <laughs> like maybe really staunch experiences, <laughs> staunch experiences of faith. But I never classified them as faith, which was a lot of what that episode was about was like practices people don't necessarily call spiritual practices, which was really interesting. So to to, to sort of wrap this up, your pick. Yeah. For religion and spirituality, 
is a podcast about leaving religion. <laughs> it's a <laughs> podcast about choosing to leave religion, but a very a very humble and kind reflection on growing up with religion, choosing to leave it, going through a you know like a, a d- doubt and a, and losing your faith and kind of understanding how you became who you are. I mean, one of the troubling questions I really have when I listen to this podcast is I really like both of them so much as people. And it's inarguable that part of who they are as people is because of how they grew up. Well, I mean, how do you argue that? You can't. Look, some of the nicest people that I know that I've ever known were very religious. And and actually, that's where, you know, when I was uh, from my late teens, actually, probably early teens, um, all through my 20s, I was very I was kind of anti-religious, really. Like I, there was, mm-hmm. it was just in my head that it was not good for anybody or anything. And then I would go into like, you know, all the history and all the, the lives that have been lost in the name of religion. And like, I, I really had this, this anti-religious feelings uh, and, and thoughts that prevailed. However, mm-hmm. as I've grown and I, as I've grown up and I, I meet more people and, um, you know, my respect for religion has grown tremendously. It's still not mm. something that I feel like I need. Um, mm-hmm. But the the but people of faith and um, people that use church for community and uh, to help all, uh, others uh, is very commendable. And I respect religion and people of faith more now than I ever have. Uh, before because mm-hmm. when I was a kid I just didn't understand anything and then again I went through that uh, that phase of just thinking that it was the worst thing ever and mm-hmm. to now to respecting it and respecting people's choices and if they're not um, you know continuously in my face proth- proth- proselytizing to me right or yes to, <laughs> you know anybody you know then then it's fine it's you know yeah let it be and uh, and respect you know it's respect one another i don't disagree i think you really touched the point there you know in terms of probably why both of us you know why spirituality is still a tough topic for us is we did kind of have some of it shoved down our throats right and that's the portion that is is not that's the portion where it's just kind of like you have to I I completely support freedom of religion in terms of practicing religion, but you know I I mean like I also I, I think that needs to go both ways, right? People have to respect that other people don't practice their religion, and they need to understand that that laws it's, are going to be no, made it's, for it's, everybody. It's not for everybody, right? I, I guess it's all about your intention. Um, you know, there are plenty of people who practice religion that practice a lot of intellectual reflection like that is out there where they allow you to question why you're choosing to have faith and I think that's sort of an invaluable way to practice religion because you don't want people to fall into a faith just because they're vulnerable and they need something right it's like you want to practice faith because because it's something that 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 truly makes sense to you and not just something that you know helps you ignore the fact that like something really bad happened so just to recap your uh, your choice for religion and spirituality podcast is born again again available to you pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts cool all right let's take a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple of ones that i found fabulous back so since neither one of us are religious people and we're talking about religion we're probably going to anger some people um so (laughs) i wanted to take a moment to say please don't be that angry we're idiots we we don't know about your religion we don't know about Uh -uh. you know we don't know anything we're dumb shits and well i'll speak for myself i'm a dumb shit and I have a feeling that you're going to take that clip of me saying I'm a dumb shit and put it at the beginning of this episode. 
No, I'm going to put it on my phone and replay it every time you insist you're right. <laughs> All right. Um, but th- this was this was my problem with uh, with the genre is I didn't want to anger people. I didn't want to yeah. pick a certain podcast that was only about one religion that um, would be like, well, why didn't you know? Why didn't you pick this religion? Or why you know? Why is yeah. this one that you're the one you're recommending to people? Uh, I, right. I didn't want to do that, but I do want to mention there's tons of podcasts out there um, for your specific religion, for, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that you can think of from Christianity, the big ones, uh, uh, Hinduism, Judaism, um, mm-hmm. Islam. There, there's a lot of podcasts out there for you. I think finding spiritual podcasts that help inform people who are not spiritual like us and help create more tolerance and understanding of religion for those of us that maybe don't, you know, didn't used to have it, or maybe we're learning to have more of it. I think they're really important. Why wouldn't they be, you know, like they create a better understanding, they create empathy and they create bridges. And I think that's really what three of all three of these did. You know, you could argue that mine doesn't, but I think in terms of listening to them talk about their experience, I learned a lot about being a person of faith. And so I would argue that it did. Okay. And I think if you are a person of faith, these will also add to your faith and add to your understanding Mm -hmm. of of people that might not necessarily follow the same creed as you do. Um, Yeah. So my first podcast recommendation, I'm going to go with the Australian one. See, this time I went Mm outside of the United States for both of them. You went overseas. I did. Mm -hmm. This first one is from ABC Radio National, um, Mm -hmm. and it is an Australian-based podcast called God Forbid. Hello, I'm James Carlton. Welcome to God Forbid. Uh, Let's see. God Forbid. I'm going to just read its, uh, its... it says, God forbid, dash ABCRN, if you're looking for it. God forbid, dash ABCR, space RN. Because uh, I believe there's another God forbid out there that I don't know what that is. But uh, this is religion. It's at the center of world affairs, but profound questions still remain. Why are you here? What happens when you die? Does God matter? Mm. God forbid mm. seeks the answers. Uh, mm. So that's some heavy stuff right away. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is going to be heavy. Uh, what's <laughs> what's this podcast going to be like? Well, mm-hmm. the podcast manages, I believe, manages very well to balance the heaviness of the topics with some lighthearted and meaningful conversation. Uh, it is uh, hosted uh, by a gentleman named James Carlton, is the host mm. on almost all of the episodes. Uh, James Carlton is, um, he did a lot of work in like commercial radio in Australia. Um, he was a producer. He did some national radio uh, called Breakfast uh, Program. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, specializes in national and international politics, especially in the Middle East. So this guy's got some Ooh. background when it comes to religion. This is an Australian podcast, uh, but he has guests from all over the world uh, come in, depending on the topic. Uh, and he's got a very good sense of humor. He's light. Um, he keeps the conversation where it's not; it doesn't ever get argumentative. But he, it seems like he asks questions that you have in your mind as you're listening to the podcast. And I think that's important for any anybody that's sort of controlling or moderating a conversation. So some of the uh, topics that they go through um there was an episode about how faith having faith can help or also harm your mental health um that was fascinating um the differences between like cults and religion um there's a fine line you know basically religions are just cults that succeeded you know what i mean and like they became normalized there's there's a one episode I found um, personally uh, affected by was uh, aging. It was called Aging Well with Dementia. Um, it's in my family. I'm dealing with it now. And it was it, I never thought about religion when it came to Alzheimer's disease or like sort of losing that or still having it, what it means, how it changes 
so I, I found that conversation just enthralling. Um, so it, it's just something I never really, I never really thought about before. Like if you start forgetting your life, do you forget about God? earlier the process of spiritual reflection certain certain ways of working with people near the ends of their lives how do you approach that with a person with dementia or do you work in that way yep uh, we certainly do and in fact we approach it just the same way as we would with people without dementia except perhaps we would tend to give them more time we would sit with them but we ask the same kind of questions we ask what's most important in their lives where do they find meaning in their lives and we find you know when we ask them questions about joy or hope they're able to answer these kinds of questions where they can't answer questions that ask for facts so did you uh what what uh, episode did you listen to on this one so i did of course dive right into the cult one. Oh, you did <laughs> mistook a document for a revelation is that it if you want to be kind to him, you could say he mistook that document and it fed his revelation. But I think he was pulling a Swifty on people and saying he could interpret a document that at that time the rest of the world knew no one could read. Do you therefore conclude that this entire worldwide now religion, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is illegitimate? No, of course not. And that's where the missing the point bit comes in. Because whatever the motivations of the leader, and leaders are really important for all religions, the leader, however, is not the religion. We have absolutely no right to criticise the faith from a point of view of legitimacy. The old religions in the world are inconsistent and people believe extremely weird and contradictory to science things, for example. And really, they're just let alone because they're old and they've got venerability and money and institutions. There is nothing inherently crazier in believing in an alien messiah than in believing in the virgin birth, which is a core doctrine. Looking at the origins of a religion um, and doing it, you know, not from a very particular perspective with a particular agenda was really, really interesting. And I agree with you that the host manages guests potentially of conflicting opinions really, really well because it felt like an extremely intellectual, mindful and civil debate. Right about, you know, somebody having a little bit more of the mindset of like, you know, I'm a devoted atheist, like this is all cult nonsense, and someone else being a little bit more open to, look, religion is human, because re because humans create culture, and religion is culture. Yeah, not, uh, not only the difference between like non-believers and believers, but the differences in the different types of believers. Uh, there's a whole episode right. called What's the Point of Interfaith Dialogue? in which they have people that even within Christianity itself, there's so many, you know, sects like, you know, Protestants and Catholic, like it's, there's so many differing opinions that people have fought and died over. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. how in this day and age do, or why should we, why, how can we um, have that dialogue where we can understand each other's differences and not, not hate because of them. And so, yeah, yeah that, that was, this is my pick. This is my first pick called God Forbid. Uh, again, when you're looking it up, it's God Forbid dash ABC RN. Um, they have a, uh, a website sort of. It's just the it's called a, just it's like their ABC dot net dot AU. So they have like a bunch of different podcasts through that same network. But you can find information and episodes there and uh they are on. You can. They have their own app called ABC Listen, uh, so you could download their app, or you can find it on iTunes or probably everywhere else too. I didn't. I didn't look. But the next pick is uh, I found uplifting. I, I think that's the adjective I'm going to use. It. It was an uplifting. It is also from uh, from beyond, over the pond. Is that, is that what you say? Over the pond, beyond the pond, across the pond, across, across the pond, across. Uh, the pond being the big ocean uh, outside of New York. Right. Um, it is a, another BBC podcast. We've recommended a few BBC podcasts now. I didn't realize how many BBC podcasts there were. There is 
there's like four on religion alone. So if you're looking for some good religious podcasts, I was actually up in the air about a few of them um, and which ones to choose. But uh, I ultimately landed on the BBC World Service podcast called Heart and Soul. Welcome to Heart and Soul, the podcast that explores intimate questions of faith and spirituality. Heart and Soul, it says it's personal approaches to spirituality from around the world. Give you an idea about some of the different episodes they have. Uh, their latest episode, which I just listened to today, actually, um, was called Husbands and Priests. Um, and what this was is from, uh, there's different areas all over the world where the, the Catholic Church is, like, they have, there's a priest shortage going on. Um, and there's certain areas in the, that it's so dramatic where they they just can't find priests anymore that they're looking to actually allow priests to, to be married, uh, to just open up the possibility where you don't have to be, you know, celibate and single. Yeah. They've been talking about that for a while because, mm-hmm, yep. They do. Yep. Well, okay. I know what you're getting at. I hear the tone in your voice and I understand what you're saying with, with that tone. Um, mm. Because that's, you know, what I thought to look. The Catholic Church has had some issues um, with, yeah, you know, the uh, the touchy and the grabby and the. Eh. So, I don't know if there is a correlation. I mean, if you're interested in children, whether or not you're married, probably has right. nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, but but you might attract different types of people if you permit. Yes. Merit. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to, ha- it has its own positives mm-hmm. and negatives. You know, you're going to be able mm-hmm. to relate to your constituency more, um, you know, because most, you know, most of your, your people in your, is that the right word? Constituency? Congregation. I don't think they're Mo- constituents. Your, 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 your congregation. Parishioners? Yeah. Your, 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 right. Parishioners? Your parishioners. Yeah. You know, if they, it's a they, parish. They tend to be uh. families and, and, and married. So you're going to be able to understand and, and, and talk with your parishioners uh, on a more intimate level, I would think. Um, but then there's also weird, you know, like what happens if uh, they somebody cheats on you or something, you know, or you need to get a divorce. Like what happens then when you're not really that's you're not really supposed to do that. But what um, happens if the priest's wife gets it on with one of the con- con- per- pe- attendees? Yeah, one of your ch- churches. <laughs> There's an interest. There's an episode about um, the uh, like. There's like a like a, a church of cowboys. Uh, I don't know. It was this is this place in Texas that uh, they they started this cowboy church like about uh, eight ten years ago, something like that. I'm Jeremy Levi, co-pastor of Riding the River Cowboy Fellowship in Bandera, Texas. That cowboy church. I think that we're blessed because we get to be out in God's creation and we get more of a relationship with him that way and that's what we're about here is you know it's more about relationship than religion that was jesus's ministry when he came back you know the fellowship with his disciples that i thought that was actually pretty cool um they had a a crazy uh episode about uh, abortion um and they had two people i listened to that one they had two people of faith mm-hmm. one both of them of faith both of them yes. Christian. Um, and the one... pro-choice one actually, you know, is a, um, um, uh, what's it called? The pastor. She's, she's, a, a, she's right. a pastor. She's a pastor. Of her church. I do not think the Bible in any way supports the idea that a child in the womb is different than a child outside of the womb. I think that it's, it's obvious in scripture that God knits you in your mother's womb that he is aware of you even before he has created you, that his presence is with you as you grow in the womb and as you come out into the world, all of those things, that's a consistent view that is, to me, throughout the whole Bible. And I just think it's it's very bizarre to me um, when someone would interpret faith to say, yes, of course, all life is sacred, but not this life. Well, wait just a moment. I want to respond to that because is there was a flaw in her uh, repetition of what I said, or maybe a misunderstanding. Uh, when I'm talking about interdependent and independent as human organisms, 
I am not talking about whether or not one has all of one's abilities. I am saying to you that cells clumped together form different functions in the body. What I'm talking about is independent is that as you go through the gestational period, you go from one cell, a zygote, to several cells, and those cells become different things. And in order for a cell, a clump of cells to become an organism, all of those cells must develop into the function organism that can function without anyone else because nobody, nothing in creation is designed to function alone. I'm not talking about being alone. I'm talking about an organism that has everything it needs to function as a human being, an organism outside of itself. And all life does matter. That includes the woman's life. I also listened to the episode about abortion. Uh, I do think in terms of abortion, having two sides of the argument, I think it's invaluable that the other side, the the pro-choice side, has Christians. I mean, like, that's kind of, that's creating a space where I think people can talk, whereas if you're not Christian and someone's saying, because I'm Christian, that's a hard conversation to have. Um, So I thought that that was pretty fantastic. And then also I listened to the episode about the the minority of atheists kind of growing, but they're not called atheists. They're called the nuns. Have you, have you, did you listen to that one? I did not. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that one. So, so they call them the nuns, which is hilarious because they check off under religion practice. They, they say none. Oh, and yeah. So the woman was kind of making fun of it. She's like, well, they, we call them the nuns, which is a bit problematic because there are, there are other nuns. <laughs> so they check off nun, but she was, that was one of the, that was one of the episodes I was referring to before where she talked about the, that there's a really rapidly growing population of people who identify as none, right? Like no practiced religion. But she said a lot of these people still subscribe to believing in spirits, ghosts, and an afterlife, so she was like, so it's not so much that spirituality is dying. It's that how people, I, I, like how people identify spirituality and, and relate to religion, organized religion, is changing. Yeah, especially for young people. Especially for young people, yeah, which was mostly who she was talking about. And also in terms of like people who do identify as atheists, uh, you know, that that population is changing. It used to like just be specifically like, you know, older white males. And so now, you know, the, the, the population of atheists has a lot more diversity in it. And-, and a little side note to our atheist friends, too. There are tons of atheist podcasts out there. There are. Um, there's a lot. Uh, as a growing as a growing population, um, there's definitely podcasts to listen to. Uh, about atheism, current, present-day atheism. All right. Those are my two podcasts. Uh, I'm going to... Repeat them. God forbid, ABCRN, and the BBC's Heart and Soul podcast. Uh, Please uh, listen, subscribe, download, stream, whatever you do. I, I think you guys will listen to it and enjoy as much as I did. So... Uh, I didn't um, pick these casually. I listened to maybe more podcasts this time around than I have with any other genre, uh, because probably this is, was the most difficult for me personally, um, because I didn't, you know, everything else I can, there's something that I can grab a hold of that, uh, uh, you know, that I can relate to in my life. Uh, this was not one of them. So it was, it was, uh, I was a little scared uh, going into it, and uh, but the fact that I was able to find ones that I really enjoyed, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy them too. So I would definitely yeah. check them out, Heart and Soul Podcast, and uh, God forbid, uh, ABC RN. And of course, we're going to have links to all of this stuff, all of these, on our mm-hmm. website at www.podnobbing.com. Uh, we got a blog there where we talk about all of our stuff that we've uh, every single show that we've ever recommended. Uh, we got mm-hmm. links to all of them, um, so check out the website. Um, if you have any feedback, let us know. You can email us at um, podnobbing at gmail uh, dot com or 
uh, on the socials, uh, on Facebook, Podnobbing, on the Instagram, Podnobbing, and there's that other one, um, Twister, Twitter, Twister, whatever. Twister. Uh, we are at Podnobbing on the Twitters as well. So please reach sure. out, let us know uh, what you think about these podcasts that we've recommended. Or uh, mm-hmm. if you have a podcast that you would like us to listen to, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Especially yep. if you got one for our next episode, which is horror. Dun, dun, dun. Horror. Me, just me, in time me. for uh, the Halloween season. All so Hallows. We're going from religion and spirituality to hedonism and fright. <laughs> Possibly ghosts. Yes. So if you have any uh, horror uh, recommendations, please let us know as soon as possible so we can mm-hmm. add them to our listen list. And uh, we'll, we're going to have a bunch of recommendations for that one coming out just before Halloween. So let us Perfect. know what you think. And Josh, I believe you had an apology. Oh, actually, it's the perfect time because right now mm-hmm. we're going into our lightning round, correct? Can you we c- are. cue lightning round sound effect? Ooh chills from that one okay um so in our previous lightning round um i am a dumb shit i recommended matt groening's show on netflix correct i recommend it and i said twice not once twice i said the wrong name of the show (laughs) i said dis. i I called it disenchanted it's not disenchanted (laughs) It's What's it disenchantment. Called? So oh. I'm an idiot, and to you, Matt Groening specifically, I apologize. Because you're listening. And I'm sorry about that. Okay. Sorry that, about that. That was it. That was my, my apology, because I could not believe that I did that. When I listened to that episode, I was like, what? That's not the name of it, you idiot. All right. So we are moving into the lightning round. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. What are you watching? Um, you know I'm watching a lot. I'm not even going to mention all the stuff that I'm watching on Hulu, uh, which is a lot. I tend to watch a lot of like episodic TV on Hulu, so I like wait and watch them one at a time. Whereas Netflix, I tend to binge. So uh, I am currently binging uh, the new season of Gotham. Um, I'm still watching that show. N- I don't know if it's good. I, I don't know. Uh, also, uh, I'm watching a new Netflix show called Raising Dion. Uh, Raising Dion is an interesting take on a superhero show in that it focuses on a seven-year-old boy that starts to get drastic superhero powers. And uh, his single mother, it's their show, really. It's a show about them, too, um, and trying to deal with his newfound abilities. Uh, interesting take. I'm not done with it so i'm not sure if i'm going to full go ahead and give it the full pod dobbing recommendation for it but um it's an interesting take on the genre uh and um some of the acting eh, but that's not really what it's about Uh, you know when you have kids anytime you have kids their kids are just terrible they're just oh my god children are the worst at acting and it's it's just not like even the first harry potter movie you have to admit that those kids are annoying and terrible right yeah i guess maybe i don't know i've seen i've definitely seen some films where like child actors have like completely blown me away but i guess they're not as frequent yes okay so uh raising dion interesting but i do want to fully recommend uh my last this last one that i've been watching and that is season three of big mouth it's funny that i'm recommending this show on a uh, the genre of religious uh, religion and spirituality because this is just the epitome of hedonism uh it's (laughs) it's nick kroll's uh well i don't know if it's nick kroll's one of the creators the other ones are uh Oh, Andrew Goldberg, um, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin, I believe, are the creators uh-huh. of Big Mouth. It's an animated cartoon show about mm-hmm. basically about uh, boys and girls uh, in their uh, pubescent wondrousness, and it is it it's gross, it's funny, it's irreverent, <laughs> and it's, it's 
it's not for kids, even though it's about kids. So I like Big Mouth. I'm going to recommend it. What, right. are you, what are you watching? That was a lot. Sorry. I am watching. Um, Netflix has a series that seems pretty popular right now, but it's called The Mind Explained. It definitely, I mean, it, it's had some parts that are really interesting. It is, they have different episodes. They have an episode about mindfulness where, you know, you, you basically get to see the brain scan of like a hardcore meditating Buddhist monk um, and learn a little bit about how meditation affects your brain. Um, they have episodes about anxiety. Maria Bamford was on that episode about oh, anxiety. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I love her. And she talked about living with mental illness and being medicated for mental illness. And um, it was great. It was a great episode. They have an episode about psychedelics. The episodes are very watcher friendly. Um, I find that sometimes they're just getting into the good stuff when they cut it off because I would like to go even more in depth to, uh, into the science. But they, they touch Especially on it. If you're I mean, on psychedelics. Sure. But they, they definitely do a great job. They take you to a certain point. It's interesting. So I've been watching that. I just finished it, actually. And then I also saw the very controversial Joker film. I don't hear much controversy from people that have actually seen the movie. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like watching the film. I hadn't read anything about it. I was like, this is just Joker's origin story. So that's what I went in there expecting and thinking. I walked out of there and walking out of there, I, I, I saw everything good that I've read about it. I saw all of those things and all the bad things I read about it. I identified all of those things, right? I was like, "Eh, people are definitely going to have an issue with X, Y, and Z. And they did. And then I said, well, you know, then other people are going to make an argument for X, Y, and Z. And they did, and like it pretty much is all but turning that, out the way I expected. Doesn't that prove the genius of the movie? The fact that it does that. I mean, people are talking about it. I think you know there's something to be said for that. The people that I know that have seen it um, universally, they loved it. Mm. I haven't heard anybody that's actually seen it that didn't like it. But I, I've also heard that it made them talk about the movie and talk about issues that it brought up for hours after the movie so to me if anything can do that if anything can any movie or tv show can make you think about it and have conversation Mm -hmm. and want make you want to to talk about it there's there's a genius to that so i'm looking forward to seeing it i definitely don't uh think that it's supposed to be a movie that's easy to watch and it was not you know what i mean i mean I, i i think the difference was so somebody i read i read a criticism of it today where someone compared it to falling down and that sure. Michael Douglas film sure, that's like a, old. Right. Get people to want to be violent. Right. But I did hate falling down. I was just like, I rolled my eyes and I was like, oh God, some disgruntled working man, you know, goes crazy, goes postal, kills a bunch of people. We make a movie out of it. Ugh. I, I hated that. I guess my experience with Joker was not the same because one, I did think it was, I did think it was a better film actually. And then also I thought it made sense as an origin story for a comic book character. I was like, well, Joker is this really violent, murderous villain who, who hates the rich. So I was like, "Eh, it kind of makes sense. Um, And one thing I appreciated about it, one thing I will say I appreciated about it is it did not allow, it did not paint the Waynes to be, the good guys and I have always kind of had an issue with Batman. I've always kind of thought like Batman's sort of an asshole. Well, to be fair, the, his parents were murdered when he was a child. So, but it made it showed his father as kind of like this political dick, and I right. that part I did appreciate. I was just sort of like, yeah, you know, I've never but like again, he's never been a superhero. He gets I've enjoyed. Murdered, so you know. All right, we are moving on to what are you listening to. Um, okay, I found some YouTube stuff that I like, as usual. Um, mm-hmm. I found a guy named Teddy Swims. He's got a, just a, just, it's just like a, like a, it's just like buttery, just tone, rich tone uh, that is pretty amazing. He's this big dude with a big beard, uh, and he sings like some uh, some standards and things like that. Uh, uh, I found him. I went down a little rabbit hole, and uh, I like him a lot. So I'm gonna recommend Teddy Swims. I also went down swim, rab- as in like, like swim swims. or yeah. swim. No swim. As- no swim, like yeah. a pool. Yeah. Okay. I am listening to Sudan Archives. Have you heard of her? Sudan. Her last name is Archives. 
So that's the name of the, the, the that's her stage name is Sudan Archives. Okay. Sudan Archives is actually Brittany Denise Parks. She is an American violinist and singer based in Los Angeles. The genre is electro and R&B, um, but the music came up on my, of course, like one of my YouTube mix recommendation things. It, a lot of her music has come up, and so I've just started now intentionally searching her and listening to her. Um, it's a it's it's a really, really cool sound. It's got this like ethereal kind of floaty vibe, but her voice is rich and it, it it's 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 quite good. I highly recommend giving it a listen, seeing what you think. All right, Josh, what are you reading? I'm not reading anything, but I do want yeah. to mention um, that I might be reading at some point in the future. Oh, uh, I oh. I haven't. I've I've had an issue with um, valid identification, uh, but I have a valid ID now, um, and that says that I live where I live, which is for the first time in a long time. Um, uh huh. So, as a valid resident of Chicago with a valid oh. identification, I was thinking oh. about getting a library card. Oh my uh, god! We live in a new. I didn't even know this. This is like we live in a whole new future world of librarying, in which there's like apps that you can download that you can uh, rent, like books on tape and books like, on. Well, they're not on tape, well, but like yes, digital Audible books stuff, you can rent them stuff. now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, or uh, get like a free um, where you rent out an actual digital book where you can read it yep. on your phone or your tablet or whatever. Um, and I know. This is uh, intriguing to me. So yeah, I'm thinking about maybe perhaps the possibility of picking up not an actual book, but a digital book in uh, a tablet form or, or perhaps an audio book. And uh, we'll see what Very happens. Exciting. Like there's nothing that I want to read or listen to, but perhaps right. if I but see maybe there a is. list of a bunch of free yeah. ones, uh-huh. then, then maybe I'll do it. Maybe. Wow. You're going to be a library card carrying guy. Holy smokes, Josh. I'm thinking about it. All right. I'll let you know next time if I've actually done it. So the book that I am going to mention is, is the one you've been reading something... for the last six months. No. Oh. And it's not been six months, but thank you. It is a book that I thought of while I was listening to Born Again Again. I read this book years ago. It was recommended to me by a friend. And it's a really fantastic book. I, I don't know if maybe a little bit of the science might be outdated as the science of, you know, trauma and how the brain forms during our formative years may very well be advancing a little bit more rapidly now. But it's a book called A General Theory of Love. And I really, really liked the book because one of the it's three different scientists that wrote the book. And I don't know if they all share this opinion, but one of them wrote about in this book how we actually come into the world with certain defining characteristics, even though we're like we're just like mushy water bag babies. But we do come into the world with certain defined characteristics that we inherit, right? That we are going to develop. And that a like lot gills. of <laughs> a lot of what happens to us, obviously, through our family and our friends and our experiences, they the way that they put it is that it creates sort of like a pad around the the person that you you you're going to be, and so they feel like the, a lot of working through trauma or a lot of therapy is peeling off all the stuff that was like never yours to begin with to to actually discover who you've kind of always been and I thought that was really interesting um but they have like whole chapters in here about the people that we surround ourselves with are obviously a reflection of the people we grew up with and how it actually impacts our hormone patterns and it impacts our physiology um and one of the lines that is in this uh, particular chapter that I really 
liked and that had a big impact on me once upon a time when I read it is who we are and who we become depends in part on whom we love. And it just kind of goes into the people that we pair up with and the people that we connect with, how we're attracted to those people, why we're attracted to those people, and ultimately how that continues to shape us. And it just gives a lot of scientific background on like how it actually chemically shapes us. Just let it so happen, really... Carrie. Just let it happen. Who cares about <laughs> why we're friends? <laughs> I love that book. I do recommend it if you're someone like me. And uh, it's called The General Theory of Love. Is there like therapy where you go into like a therapy session and like you try to recreate the womb or whatever? Like you wrap yourself in like a burrito blanket and like listen to like heartbeat music. And that's what I thought of when you were saying that stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. There is a um, communal practice that I learned about from Vice called swaddling. You know how they have like those cuddle parties, which I personally find a little creepy, but I understand people dig them. No, well, no they have like cuddle parties where it's like you literally sign up on something like Meetup and you just go to this cuddle? place where yeah, it's just going to be all these strangers and what you guys just all cuddle. I I don't. This is. There are reasons why I've never gone to a cuddle party. That is simply one of them, I'm sure. But also, um, they have uh, swaddle parties. I don't know if they have a lot of them in America. I feel like I feel like it was another country that I was watching. But they probably have them in America, too, where you go and people just, like, tightly swaddle you like you would a baby. Yeah, you know, you tightly that. swaddle babies. Yeah. I used to do I, that to myself I, when I was a kid. I would wrap myself up like a burrito. Like, I would they'd put the blanket huh. all on the floor. And I would get on mm. one end and just like roll myself up in it <laughs> and then just sort of be stuck like technique. that for a while. I think I'm I'm 90% sure that if I went to a swaddling party, I would have a full-on claustrophobic panic attack. Hmm. <laughs> it would become my humiliation Maybe. party. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, they, you sure. ever, uh, I, I'm interested in the weighted blankets. Do you know about oh, these? Oh, yes. You've never tried one? No, I think they would. I think I would like them, though. Mm. As long as they're not too They hot. have them. Well, I don't know about that. You might have to You might have to consider that. They may be hot. However, they have them now. They're so popular. They're gaining so much popularity now as a means for, like, dealing with anxiety yeah. that they have them at uh, Target now. I saw them at Target. They've, they, they've got Target status now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Maybe it'll be my next blanket. All right, peeps. That's going to wrap up today's show. May you feel open to learning about spirituality and religion that you've never known anything about before, or perhaps one that's simply different than yours. May you consider a weighted blanket. Yeah, and... I'm going to swaddle myself right now. <laughs> and may you consider self-swaddling. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Till next time. Until the next episode where we discuss a much lighter subject of horror, lighter being blood and gore, of course, we bid you adieu. Yeah, play that song that goes pod dub it, pod dub it, pod dub it, pod dub it. Play that one. Pod-dub-it.